the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Each of us here today is either currently in a storm, coming out of a storm, or moving toward a storm. Storms are an inescapable part of human life. There are financial storms, unemployment storms, health storms, emotional storms, storms on the job, storms in the family, and storms even in the church. Whether you like it or not, or whether you're prepared for it or not, your vessel will hit stormy seas and circumstances, the circumstances of life will threaten your journey. Acts chapter 27 gives the story of the Apostle Paul on board a ship that was caught in a nor'easter and destroyed. Though only a prisoner on his way to Rome, this man of God became the chief person on board and gave directions which led to all 276 passengers surviving unharmed. While the owner, the captain, and the military officer in charge of the prisoners huddled together in fear of their lives, Paul stood like a giant and issued directions he had received from the Lord that not one would lose their life. I believe there are some valuable lessons to be learned from the Apostle Paul's experience in this storm. So let me point out several things you need to do when you find yourself in one of life's storms. And the first is have faith in God. That's the feeling, have faith in God. Acts 27, 23 through 25 says, Last night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand a trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. As a Christian, Paul was absolutely convinced that the Lord would never abandon him no matter what his circumstances were. 
he had proven that God was faithful. So in the midst of a life-threatening storm, he knew that he could look to the hills from whence comes his help. He had been in many dangerous situations uh, before in his life. And he tells us about these in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And in all of these situations, the Lord stood by him. Not a stranger to the storms of life, Paul called on the Lord in the midnight hour, and an angel told him everything would be all right. And as David tells us in Psalm 34 and verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. If you are not a person in a right relationship with God, if you are an infrequent visitor before the throne of the Heavenly Father, when your storm comes, it will be difficult for you to have faith in God. Fear will take the place of faith and panic will set in. But the more you know God, the more you will trust him. Some folk only call on the Lord when the storm hits, but by then it is almost too late. For if you are a stranger before the throne of the Father, if your voice is not known in the courts of heaven, if you are unfamiliar with the divine promises of the scriptures, you cannot plead your case with success. So when the storm of illness, unemployment, family problems, and so on, threaten to destroy your life, your first course of action should be to call on the Lord and to have faith in him, faith in his almighty power, faith that he will not abandon you, Faith that nothing can separate you from his love. Faith that God will deliver you. It's a faith allows us to sing in the midst of the storm. When peace like a river attendeth my way. When sorrows like sea billows roll. Whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say. It is well. It is well with my soul. So you need faith to get you through the storm. But the second thing is, ride out the storm. Ride out the storm. In verse 15, the ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind. So we gave way to it and were driven along. 276 people were traveling on this grain ship in the year 62, expecting to have a smooth sailing, and then the storm hits. Isn't that our experience as well? You see, we think that we are in control of our lives, our time, our schedule, and then the storm hits. We choose our job, how to spend our money, and carefully navigate over life's sea until the storm hits. We have goals, dreams, plans, desires, and then a storm hits. 
At one time, some of you may have had plans to go to college, to start a business, to buy a house, and so forth, and then the storm hits. The big question is, how did you handle your storm? Did you fight the circumstances and become bitter, or did you accept uh, your situation and altered your plans in the direction of the storm? See, Paul knew from experience that he could not fight the storm, but must give way to it. He knew that a storm did not have any regard for his agenda, his plans, or his schedule. What good is a calendar, a wristwatch, or a priority list when you are in the middle of a storm? You see, storms cancel plans, interrupt schedules, and dictate actions we do not like. We can respond with anger and and bitterness, or we can give way to it, taking seriously the words of Paul in Romans 8 and verse uh, 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So don't etch your plans in marble or concrete, for you do not know when a storm will hit. And this is why James says in chapter 4, verses 14 and and 15, How do you know what will happen tomorrow? For your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. What you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. You see, when your life and your plans are in the will of God, storms will come and storms will go. But you will not have to fear because you're in good hands. You're in the hands of God. But the third thing is get rid of all the excess baggage in your life. Get rid of all the excess baggage in your life. See, verse 18, we took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day, they began to throw the cargo overboard. And then verse 38, when they had eaten as much as they wanted, they lightened the ship by throwing the grain into the sea. You see, the freight on board the ship, so precious in the owner's eyes, acquired at great cost, put on board with much labor and on which he hoped to gain much profit now loses its value in his eyes. Something more precious is at stake, the ship itself and the lives of those on board. And so the sacrifice had to be made. It's the storms force us to cut back, to lighten our ship, so to speak, and to get rid of any excess load that is not absolutely necessary. 
You see, we usually bite off more than we can chew, overcommit ourselves, and create our own emergency with the excess weight on board our ship or in our lives. You see, when you are in a storm, you have to determine what is essential and what isn't. Some folk think that they could never do without certain material things. But when the storm of illness or unemployment comes, it's amazing how well they get along without those things. So drinking, partying, and having a good time according to the world's standard, having the latest model cars, wearing designer clothes, may appear important when your ship is sailing smoothly. But when the storm hits, they all seem to lose their importance. When the sailing is smooth, God and the church are often put on the back burner for a lot of people. But when the storm hits, they suddenly become important. You see, as pastor, I have observed that when a storm threatens the existence of some folk, they suddenly become religious. They start coming to church. And that's, that's a good thing. And we love to see them in church. And in fact, a, a lot of people come into the church because they've had a crisis in their lives. But many, many of you are serving the Lord today because a storm shattered your dreams, ruined your plans, and threatened to destroy your life. Christians, you need to get rid of the excess freight on board your ship or that's in your life. Those things that are preventing you from serving the Lord as you should. Excess baggage comes in all forms. Friends whom you know are dragging you down. Bad habits that constantly defeat you. Desires that strangle obedience. Behavior that is displeasing to God. Attitudes that separate you from God and from fellow Christians. Whatever excess freight you have in your life, it must be thrown overboard if you are to make it safely through your storm. Jesus reminds us in Matthew chapter or Luke chapter 9 and verse 23. So then he said to them all, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. But let's move on to number four. Keep up your courage. Keep up your courage. Verse 22. But I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. And verse 25. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told you. So when the storm is raging, it is important that we keep up our courage. Despair will only make matters worse. Think the worst and the worst will happen. I like to be around cheerful, happy Christians, and I'm sure that many of you do also. I don't like to be around people who are negative. 
Because two people who are negative cannot generate any starting power. Raise the hood of your car and you will see that it takes a positive post on your battery to start the car. See, Paul was a positive person who could always see the positive side of every situation. And so he could write from prison in Rome, in Philippians, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. See, there's no greater ministry that a Christian can perform today than that of lifting up the downcast, the depressed, cheering the sad and encouraging the troubled. There are many discouraged people all around us who need the ministry of encouragement that God has given to some of you. A kind word, an encouraging word, a positive word said to someone in the midst of a storm can work miracles. If you are negative and pessimistic by personality, don't hang around somebody like yourself in a storm. (laughs) Find a person of faith, a person who knows the promises of God, a person who can see the sunshine in the rain, a person who can see light in the midst of darkness. Paul could tell the crew and the passengers to be of good cheer because he had been in contact with heaven and learned that no lives would be lost. You see, you have no basis to cheer up someone unless you have been in, in contact with heaven and have a word from the Lord, which we have here in the scriptures, to give them a promise from, from the word of God. And so encourage one another, my brothers and sisters, with a word from the Lord. So in order to handle the storms of life, first, have faith. Second, ride out the storm. Third, get rid of all the excess baggage. Four, keep your courage. And then five, stay with the ship. Stay with the ship. Then Paul said to the centurion, And the soldiers, unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. Now, why did Paul give this counsel? Because the sailors, whose responsibility it was to stay on board and care for the safety of the passengers, were about to abandon the ship to save their own lives. Such selfish and and cowardly folk are to be found everywhere. They're all around us. So when the sailing is smooth, they are with you. But when there is a storm, they're nowhere to be found. They only think of themselves. See, it doesn't matter to them what happens to others so long as they can save their skins. So get to know the people who you can count on when the chips are down. They are more precious than gold. Cultivate their friendship. It never pays to run from a storm. Stay with the ship. Our slave ancestors referred to the church as the old ship of Zion. Saints, it never pays to bail out of the ship, to jump over to a different ship, or to blame the captain of the ship, when you are in a storm. 
God allows storms to come our way. He has a purpose for allowing the fierce winds to beat on your ship. Storms have a way of pulling us together. Storms strengthen our faith. Storms show you who is for real. Storms sift out the uncommitted who are only on board for the ride. If God has put you on this uh, old ship of Zion called People's Baptist Church, then stay on board for Jesus is a captain and he has landed many a thousand. But, but finally, but number, number six, finally, give thanks to God. Verses 34 and 35. Now I urge you to take some food. You need it to survive. Not one of you will lose a single hair from his head. After he said this, he took some bread and gave thanks to God in front of them all. So when you are in a storm, thanksgiving is an anchor that will get you through. Thanksgiving or thanking God in the midst of the problem gives perspective and inner strength. I'm never free until I can thank God for what I will learn in the midst of the storm. When I thank the Lord in advance of a solution, then it breaks the bondage of worry. I've told this story many times, but for the sake of those who have not heard it, uh, it might be very helpful to you. But Cora Ten Boom, whom I, I knew, I, I met her at Gordon College uh, some years ago. Um, she's now with the Lord. But she grew up in Holland, where she and her family lived through the Nazi Holocaust, hiding Jews in their home who would otherwise have been killed by the Nazis. The family was eventually arrested by the Nazi occupation forces, and Corey and her sister Betsy were placed in a flea-ridden prison camp. Corey was absolutely horrified by the fleas. One day her sister Betsy said to her, Corey, I have found something in the Bible that will help us. It says, in everything give thanks. But I can't give thanks for the fleas, said Corey. Then give thanks that we are together, the, since most families have been split up, replied Betsy. And Corey thought, I can do that. Then Betsy said, give thanks that somehow the guards did not check our belongings and our Bible is with us. Corey gave thanks for that as well. But she could not bring herself to give thanks for the fleas. Later they discovered that the only reason they were not sexually molested and harassed by the guards was because their captors were so uh, repulsed by the fleas in the prison camp. And then Corey realized that the fleas were God's agents to protect them from harm. Is it to express thanks when you are in the midst of a storm is not easy. But God will honor your faith in him. And I'm so glad 
that we serve a great God who has promised to uh, protect us and to provide for us in the midst of life's fiercest storms. I'm thankful that we are not alone when the storms of life are raging, but have someone who says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And God is faithful to keep his word. What he has said he will do. What he has declared he will perform. What he has promised he will fulfill. And he says in so many different scriptures, but in Jeremiah uh, 33 in verse 3, not in your outline, um, we read, call on me or call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you do not know. And um, in Psalm 23 and verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. In Psalm 27 and verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Yes, God is faithful, my brothers and sisters. And he will be faithful to hear your prayers, faithful to forgive your sin, faithful to dry your tears, faithful to lift your burdens, faithful to guide your footsteps, faithful to supply your needs, faithful to calm your fears, faithful to replenish your joy and to satisfy your hunger. So if you're going through a difficult situation right now, if you are presently in a storm, My advice to you is, hold on. God is still God, and he will always remember his own. Hold on, God will not let you down. Hold on, God's promises are sure. Hold on, God knows what you are going through. God cares for you, and God walks alongside of you. So when you are in a storm, certainly it is no time to sing the blues. When you're in a storm, that's no time to feel sorry for yourself, to become depressed. There's no time to allow discouragement to overtake you. No time to wallow in self-pity. No time to surrender to defeat. So hold on. Hold on. It can't be much longer. Hold on. The battle is just about over. Hold on. The course is nearly finished. The race is almost run. The sun is coming up in the morning. And hold on, the end is so near at hand. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 10.30 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.